We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? Fantastic, Jared. How are you? I'm not doing too bad. Still trying to figure out if we need a, a mute button for me or anything like that. But <laughs> hey, that guy ever uh, reach out to you? No, I haven't heard anything. So we'll, we'll just continue to we'll continue he, he to wait will. and see. He will. He will. You know he will. So Nate, as always, started off with a quick question for you out of these three players who do you think belongs in the hall of fame most let's go four players out of the four players who do you think belongs in the hall of fame more pete rose barry bonds roger clemens or manny ramirez see that, that's not a fair question because one of my favorite pitchers is roger clemens but barry bonds has got to be in there uh, I, I think Roger. I think both of them should be in there. Honestly, I, honestly, three of the four, in my opinion, should be there. I, Manny Ramirez is too fringe for fringe for me. Um, but I think you look at what Clemens did. You look at what Bonds did, with or without Roids. Both those guys are Hall of Famers, in my opinion. And Pete Rose, like the only thing that makes it a little bit of an issue for me would be if he actually uh, bet on his like bet on the teams he was playing when he was coaching because that's something that came out and if that's true then I don't think he deserved to be in the Hall of Fame but if you only bet on teams like only games like teams you were on or games you were not involved in I don't have a problem with it wouldn't you want to bet on your own team yeah exactly (laughs) but I there was a report that came out that he made a bet on like he was a manager of the Reds at the time and he made a bet on team they were playing to beat them i don't know if it was like maybe the other team's ace versus their number five or something but like there was a report that said he bet on the other team i was like okay that would make me not want you in the hall of fame because that's just like that puts the integrity of your managing at at risk and i don't think you deserve to be in the hall of fame but if he was only betting on his team to win like more power to him like 
you're trying to win the game anyway. Might as well make a little bit of extra money, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, and no, I'm with you on that. I think I think all four of those guys deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. That's why I kind of asked you that question. I think when you look at what Manny did in his career and what he did in the postseason, steroids or not, you know, I, I just think that like Manny without steroids is still a good player. Like Manny was a a good hitter without power before the steroids, if I'm not mistaken. He might have hit for some he probably hit for a little bit of power, like kinda like how Bonds did. And no, I'm not comparing Bonds and Manny to each other, but kinda like that no, Bonds is a Bonds is a first ballot Hall of Famer without steroids. Bonds you, was a thirty thirty guy without steroids. Yeah, Bonds is Bonds hitting five hundred home runs. Bonds is Bonds is probably Willie Mays without steroids. Yeah. And then yeah. Bonds automatically then turns into the best player of all time. Probably. I mean, you look at the eye. You at look that at how time, many, yeah. Exactly. So, and then Clemens is, again, Clemens is a Hall of Famer without the steroids. He just made his, they just made their careers go a little bit longer. And I, we've had this discussion before. I, I just figured I'd ask because I don't know, something got brought up and, oh, I compared, well, I compared. It's the last year for them. To, well, it's the last year for Bonds and Clemens, I believe. So that's also a big deal. Yeah, that is. And we'll, we'll kind of, we'll break that down when that happens. And, We'll give our ballots. I know we always, everybody loves to give their ballots out of who they think should be in the Hall of Fame and then this and that and why and why not. So we'll break that down in a future podcast for sure. So guys, as always, fun show planned for you guys today. Excited to talk about what we have to talk about. A lot lot of controversy around Major League Baseball right now. A lot of controversy with the Angels, I guess, all of a sudden. Not Maybe not controversy, but there's a lot of stuff going on with the Angels that's kind of interesting and that's going to have a lot to do with 2022 and we'll just kind of see how that all plays out and I'm excited to talk about it so first guys before we get going don't forget to follow this podcast wherever you are listening to it subscribe should I say give us a five-star review if you think we deserve it if you don't let us know why we don't get a five-star review like that one guy did and I guess I need to talk less so guys without any Further questions, give us one second to pay the bills. What's going on, everybody? I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you'll get all this for only $15 a month, the same rate as other hosting sites would charge you just for the initial setup fee. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sporting experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com join. And now, back to talking halos. All right, enough with all the introductions and everything going on. Let's get this show rolling and talk a little bit of baseball. First, I want to talk about this whole incident that happened with the Tampa Bay Rays and the Toronto Blue Jays. Very, very interesting. I think we kind of missed it. We were going to talk about it yesterday. We had some stuff come up. We weren't able to podcast, but 
I want to revisit this because this is a very interesting subject, I think, to me. And it has a lot to do with new school baseball and what's kind of going on. So I think everybody's kind of aware of it. But long story short, Kevin Kiermaier slides into home plate, knocks off, I don't know who's catching, the Tampa Bay Rays catcher's um, scouting report, maybe, the positioning, something along the lines of that. And Mm -hmm. falls on the ground in front of him. Camera catches him, picking it up, going to the dugout. I have no issue with that. I, I really don't. Nate, do you have an issue with with what happened before we get on to what, you know, I think we're both kind of upset about? Um, not really an issue. I, I mean, it's kind of like, don't leave it on the ground, I guess. But, like, also, there's there wasn't really a need to do that. I mean, just kind of leave it there. But uh, we'll get on to Just keep going. We'll, we'll get back to this. Yeah, no, I mean, for me, I, I think that, you know, I, I and I said it. I don't have any problem with Kiermaier picking it up. I don't. I don't have an issue with it. I really don't. If it's that big of an issue, then it shouldn't be in the catcher's hands. It shouldn't be in a place where it's going to get knocked out and the other teams can see it. One hundred and ten percent. I think that's that's where I stand with that whole situation. And then come the next day, eighth inning, six one ball game, something like that. Kiermaier gets hit in the back. Bench is clear, and I just think that I don't think that was called for either i don't know what like what do you want kevin kiermaier to do walk over and be like oh here here's your thing back i didn't want to look at it whatever it was scouting reports uh pitch calling signs and anything like that you just you know that's my that's my two cents on it i i i don't know about you to play devil's advocate because we're not supposed to agree on things that's fair um you know he could have just left it on the ground there's no reason like he didn't have to pick it up it wasn't like I guess yeah, it's a little bit of a competitive advantage depending on what what it is exactly. But I mean, he didn't need to pick it up. I mean, the Rays are a ninety six win team. Uh, there are playoffs actually that win got them in the playoffs, but it, it's like not really necessary. Just just leave it on the ground and and let let Toronto pick it up and move on. Um, and I know you're not a huge fan of, of guys getting hit. That's old school baseball, and you know you want to run Tony Larusa out of baseball for it. But like the one thing I will give him credit for, one try, right in the back, and nothing, nothing crazy. Like wasn't the head, wasn't trying to really hurt Kiermaier. It was just kind of like, hey, we're sending a message, hit you in the back. What we, what you did was kind of you know unacceptable in our eyes, and you know. The Blue Jays are still fighting for a playoff spot too. They don't have anything set in stone, so a little bit of little bit of edge from them. Maybe get them. They haven't really been playing too well this week. Um, I think Tampa kind of kind of beat them up this week. So not not terribly upset with what happened on either side. I think it's just kind of baseball right now, and I, I don't really have a problem with it either side. So let's get this straight, Nate. I'm um, I'm all for the bean ball. I'm all for it. Yeah. I re- I am. I am. I just thought that this this incident was a little bit too soft for for that type of thing. And if if you know if you're listening to this and you've been in the dugout with me, former players and anybody like that, you know that I am all for it. I am. I'm the first guy that wants to go out there and I I I've hit guys intentionally. I've done a lot. And I like I said. I'm I'm all for it. It it's one of those things. You know, you cross a line, you say something that's not not appropriate and you you get hit i just thought that this was one of those things where it was a little too soft for them to hit kiermaier 
I think the other reason why they, they did it in that situation was because the game was out of hand. Like, if, the, if that's a 2-1 game, they're not hitting Kiermaier. I think a little bit of it is frustration, you know, when you're when you're getting beat up like that. But I think the score was like 8-7, 8-9-1 at the time. So if, if the game's a little bit closer, you know, maybe Toronto felt like they were using the, the report against them and, and it just kind of boiled over where it's like, okay, you guys have beaten us all week. Um, you, you got a report, whatever it was, whether it's pitch calling or whatever. We've played pretty close games with you until today, and then you just beat us up really bad. And, uh, you know, like, let's just take it out on Kiermaier. It's, it's fun. I think this is setting like up. That, that, that's kind of what it, what it seemed like to me, but, you know. Oh, and and I, I agree. I think this is setting up for a, a hell of a playoff series. Uh, wherever they meet, I, I think that would be that'd be a lot of fun. And they have a good chance of meeting because the Rays have the best record in baseball, correct? The best yes. record in the AL, at least. Yes, and best Toronto, record in the AL. Yeah, and, uh, yep. and Toronto's fighting for but, a... a wildcard spot so this is this is setting ourselves up for one hell of a what would it be a division series three games five five games whatever it might be five games and the one question i would have is a lot of teams have been playing like somebody this week and then to end the season are are those teams possibly matched up to to play each other uh the last week of the season maybe a win get in type of thing for uh toronto Absolutely. I don't, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't looked at their schedule, but wouldn't that be something if, if Tampa Bay gets a little bit of revenge or whatever they, they feel is necessary? And not necessarily hit Kiermaier or hit a Blue Jay, but they go out and they sweep Toronto and keep them out of the playoffs. I think that would be a little bit more sweeter than hitting somebody. So, oh, 100%. Who knows? I, I'm with you on that. I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, winning is a lot better than, than what we're talking about, but so be it. I think it's part of the game. I think it needs to be around the game. I think it's. Just something that like it's like fighting in hockey. You can't get rid of it. You're not going to get rid of the beanball. You're not going to get rid of people trying to cheat and all that fun stuff. So, so be it. So Nate, let's get on to Angels news because this is an Angels podcast, and Angels were officially knocked out of playoff contention by the numbers. I know that we've known that the Angels probably weren't going to make the playoffs for a while now, and. That is what it is, but Angels officially were eliminated, I think, two or three days ago. Didn't We failed to mention that just because, again, why do we want to talk about that type of thing? So it is what it is. I don't know if these comments had anything to do with it. or I don't even know how some of these comments that Joe Madden came up with had anything to do with it. I don't know frustration. I don't know what it really was, but I, I'm, I'm sure you've seen these, and a lot of Angels fans have seen these, but Joe Madden said... What's your agenda next year? Is it to participate in the AL West and hopefully possibly make it to the end of, end and play in October? That should never be the situation. My point is we have to get guys that we think are ready to win now in that rotation in order to get to where we want to be. Sorry, guys. I'm not a great reader. Other than that, he says... Yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know. He says, otherwise you're going to not play well. So, Nate, I don't know what this had to do. You know, I don't know what questions were asked to him. I don't know what exactly happened. And, guys, if you've been kind of listening to our podcast, you know that Nate is on work and he is working as we do these podcasts. So if you hear anything in the background, that's kind of why. But, but 
<laughs> so, Nate, what do we have to say about this? And, and we can get on to a little bit more news because I think that there's going to be a lot of a lot of change in the organization this offseason. But first, what do we have to say about what Joe Madden is saying to, I would have to assume, basically Artie Moreno here? Yeah, I, I mean, that's what we've wanted to hear for, for a long time. You know, we're, we're sick and tired of hearing, oh, uh, we, we got enough to, to possibly get into the playoffs. Like, no, we, we want to win. So I don't really have a problem with it, but I think a lot of it comes out of fear. You know, he, he has been, you know, he was supposed to come over here, take this team to the playoffs within the first year or two. He hasn't done that. I know last year was kind of a weird year, but still, he he's in a he's in a place where he is supposed to win. Did, does he actually have the talent to win? No. But the expectations have been huge the, the last two years. Last year it was, oh, they could, they could be the sneaky team to win the West. You know, and then this year it was, oh, they're, they've got to be a playoff team. With that roster, they've got to be a playoff team. And he has failed to deliver in two years. <clears throat> so I think that that's really a little bit of, of where that's coming from is, hey, we're, I've been told I'm supposed to win here. I haven't won here. And I know if they're going to give me another – Julio Tehran, Jose Quintana type contract where I'm going to have two pitchers who really should not start and, and I don't make the playoffs, guess who's getting fired? Him. Like, it, Jose Quintana, whatever, Julio Tehran, like, still got a chance whether it was on a minor league contract or not. Like, Quintana will get another chance next year. This could be Joe Madden's last chance to actually get a team to the playoffs because – He's starting to get a little bit older. He's starting to get a little outdated. And you could easily see people just kind of give up on Joe Madden after the way his Cubs tenure ended and kind of how it's been with the Angels. Yeah, I, I agree. And I I think there's a lot that goes in this organization that we don't see and we don't need to see and we don't need to know about either. But it's it's about time that somebody, and the only person that can do this is Joe Madden, step up to the plate and, and say what he says. Because if anybody else besides Mike Trout, Mike Trout would be the only other guy, I think, right? Mm-hmm. That could that could yeah. that could say this stuff and get away Maybe with it. Maybe Otani might be able to get away with it yeah. with the year he's had and and the the publicity and the fandom he has, like he could probably get away with like, Hey, I came here to win, you know, give me some help. Like he would probably be the only other guy though. Yeah. There's very limited amount of people that would be able to step up to Artie Moreno like this. And, and since this is happening, I feel like we were able to talk about this too. And, and we, this is, this stems and Nate, we can vent. I'm, I'm okay to vent about something right now because this is something that I think angels fans, we, we need to vent about this. And this is a consistent thing that continues to happen is that it, it, Artie Moreno gets what he wants. And, and I'm okay. I'm fine with that. You know, he, he's a great businessman and, and Artie does things the way that Artie wants them to be done. And, and he gets his way and at a hundred percent he should be. But at some point you need to get the right personnel in there, which he's had. Jerry Depoto was the right guy. Billy Epler was the right guy. Perry Manassian is the right guy to do these. You just need to step away and be like, here's an, a, not necessarily a blank check, 
but here is the money that you need to do your job. Go out and win, get me a, win me a World Series. Nate, how many times have we talked to each other and said we'd be able to go out and win a World Series for the Angels with the money yeah. allocated? We, we'd be able to. It's, it's not, it, it's, I'm not saying that it's an easy thing, but you, you, a lot we of people... We in who, the playoffs one time within the last 10 years, 100%. that's for sure. A, a lot of people with a brain would be able to do... To be able to be a GM and go out there and get guys. I mean, everybody, you know, we, we, we've done this before. There, We've said this before, too, that there's always a way to make a bullpen out of what is out there. There's always the way to, to make a rotation. There is always a way to make a starting lineup. There's always a winner out there. It's just, you know, do I think the Angels were winning ball club this year? Absolutely. I definitely think they do. I think they were with without the team that... You know, without all the injuries, I think it, it, it's a it's a very tough situation. So, I don't know. Like that's that's kind of where I stand. I think that the guys at the top need to kind of kind of step away and let those guys do their things. The guys who they paid do their thing. That's Joe Madden and and Perry Mason. I'm tired of giving them excuses. You know, we've been giving them excuses for how long now? It's like, oh, well, they had some injuries, or well, they had some bad luck, like. You know, the Yankees had injuries, too. The Yankees had 12 guys on the injured list this year at one time. Like, Judge was out, Chapman was out, um, Stanton was out, Urshela was out. Like, you can name all these guys they've had. They're in the playoff race. Um, The Dodgers, Seager's been out. Um, Betts has been out. Bellinger's been out and really bad. Um, you, You just go through... Lux has been out. Like, they've just had so many Kershaw. Like, I could go on and on and on about all these teams who have had injuries, bad luck, same thing, but they're still winning baseball games. Like, I don't don't understand why we continue to give these guys excuse after excuse and say, oh, well, you know what? They they did lose, you know, Mike Trout, and, you know, well, I guess Jose Quintana was a miss, but it's okay because, you know, why are we giving them excuses? Like, just be better you know like there weren't any excuses for uh for the dodgers this year like the dodgers are one game out of first place and dodger fans aren't saying like oh well we cody bellinger's had the worst year of his career and we haven't had mookie Betts for half the year Corey Seager missed four months like what are we doing here yeah the angels the the, the right personnel is there we we know this you know that there's a team there it's just whether or not the people that are there get the right leash to do what they want. And I hope, I hope that changes. I really do. And I think that Joe Madden is the right guy to speak the language. If that makes sense to, to get to a certain person and that person being exactly, I think who he's addressing with these comments. I, I think that yeah. I, I don't think he's addressing Perry Manassian. I, I really don't. I don't think he's addressing Billy Epler. I don't think he's addressing Jerry Depoto. I think that he's addressing the man at the top, and and that that's fine with me. I think that that at some point, you know, you you got to be held accountable for what's going on. And I mean, it's it is what it is. Like I said, I, I'm not one of those guys who wants to go out and badmouth Artie Moreno because I think that he has done a spectacular job with the Angels and building what is in is a great franchise. In the Angels. With that being said, I think that I, I think we all know what needs to be done. <laughs> I, I think it's as plain as simple as that. I think we all know we need to know what's going to be done. So, 
without we, we can kind of be done with that conversation i think and 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 kind of move on to some of the stuff that was said today i i believe buster only reported it in a sense and i don't know if i i think i'm trying to figure out how to paraphrase this without making it sound too good but it seems like and it sounds like one of the angels players mike trout and some other people at the top are talking about Max Scherzer. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know in what direction that's going, but would it surprise you in the least bit that, you know, Max Scherzer is an angel red next year? Yes, actually it would. Um, it doesn't fit the way the angels have done business the last couple of years. That's my number one free agent. Uh, I'm going to be honest about it. That's my favorite pitcher, like I talked about last time. 100% favorite pitcher to watch. So if they got Max Scherzer, I would be super excited. It would be the first time in a long time that they got an ace who's not coming off a down year. Um, so that that's the big thing that that's like confusing to me. You look up and have we? When's the last time we got a true ace that's not coming off a down year? Shohei Otani. That that was more about. I get that it. was more no, about I, I like know. being from like the next Babe Ruth and not necessarily being an ace. Like, yeah, we got him to pitch, but like we were hoping he was going to hit. And like, so I I don't know if that that counts. But like, you look at it, that doesn't fit what they've been doing. There was Garrett Cole out there a couple of years ago, and you know, Scherzer's going to be asking for just about the same money Garrett Cole asked for on a shorter deal. So you're probably going to get him like. Two for two for seventy. That's probably going to be about it, right? I, 60, 65? Yeah, with, I mean, without getting into the money, we'll get into the money here in a second. I, I think that I think that Scherzer fits right in. I think I don't think he, the dog. I think he does. I think he fits. Per, I think he fits perfect with what the Angels are going to do. And I think that this kind of can stem back to the conversation we just had. And, and I think that Artie Moreno knows that. I think that that has got to be his number one guy to, to go get. And if it's not, like, I, I think I I don't know anything. And I, I'm going to be honest here. I, I haven't heard anything either. But it would not surprise me if Mike Trout has talked to Artie Moreno and be like, and, you know, like, the, does this not all make sense? Yesterday, two days ago or yesterday, whenever that was, Joe Madden came out with these comments. and then a, And then a day later, Mike Trout is now talking about this, like, Joe Madden, Mike Trout, I'm sure Rendon has been in the mix, like Otani. I'm sure there's been somewhat of a conversation of how are we making these, how, how are we going to win, you know? And then now all of a sudden we, we're hearing Max Scherzer is possibly going to be, you know, become an angel before we know it. And I, I think that there, there was a meeting at the top. I, that, that's the only thing that makes sense to me of how do we make this – organization a winning organization again and i think that it stems at, at the top here with with this so and then to get on to the money i think that and i said it before what did what did trevor bauer get a little bit less uh, three years and like 90 something with like potential to earn over 100 it, it was roughly 33 to 36 million that's what scherzer is going to get i think a little bit less than what bauer got I could see him getting two years, seventy million between thirty and thirty-five million. It would not be surprising to me if he's wearing red next year. But there are going to be a couple other teams 
the Phillies are a team to watch out so for. 30 other the teams. Huh? There's going to be 30 other teams. Nah, I wouldn't say 30 because I don't think the Pirates will get them. Like, they're, it just makes no sense for them to get them, the Orioles. So you're going to take some teams out. But it would not surprise me to see him in red. And I think there are three teams who wear red who could easily sign him, and it would make perfect sense for all three teams. Obviously, it makes sense for, for any team. But, like, you look at St. Louis, like he's from Missouri. He went to Mizzou. would make real a lot of sense for him to be a Cardinal. Um, I could see him going back to play with Dave Dombrowski, who traded for him um, and just absolutely loves Max Scherzer. And then the other team that would make sense is the Boston Red Sox. The Red Sox will do anything it takes to win a World Series. And if they don't make the playoffs this year or if they barely miss out on that World Series and they know, hey, Chris Hill was pretty good. We had Max Scherzer to this team. We're winning the World Series. So those are the three teams in red that I would not be shocked to go see him in. But I would love him to be in an Angel uniform. I just don't see it the way that the Angels have done business the last 10 years, like, we're more likely to see Javier Baez, Trevor Story, Carlos Correa, Corey Seager, and Angel Red than we are Max Scherzer, in my opinion. And I don't I don't disagree with that at all. I really don't, because this is a very Angel thing. Like, we're getting our hopes up during this offseason. Mm-hmm. It's happened the last two offseasons, too, you know? Yep, yep. You know, the Angels are going to get Max Scherzer. The Angels are going to get Max Scherzer. And let's, let's be fair. This is, I think, a little bit different than the past two years, though, in my opinion. I... I don't know. Well, I, I I would say it's a little bit different than last year because I don't think the Angels were actually sold on Trevor Bauer. Like there were a lot of a lot of circumstances where like Trevor Bauer didn't make sense for the Angels. But I think the Garrett Cole thing was real, and they had a shot to get him. Uh, and I think that was something where like the Angel fans were actually getting their hopes up. Like he's a SoCal kid. Like yeah, he was a Yankee fan, but like. He's a SoCal kid. He can come home, lead us to the playoffs, like be a legend here in Anaheim. And, you know, he could just go to New York and be another dude. You know, like he wins a World Series there. He's not a legend. There's nothing he can do in in Yankee pinstripes to be a legend. Right. But he, he can go to the Angels, be a legend. And Angel fans got their hopes up thinking Garrett Cole is going to be wearing Angel Red and he's wearing pinstripes. I think that I, I I do think that Garrett Cole was close to being an angel at some point. I, I definitely do. I just don't think that I wouldn't. I still wouldn't give him that contract. That's just me. And we know that everybody knows how we feel about Trevor Bauer before even before the whole incense that happened this year. We we all know how we felt about Trevor Bauer, and, and I don't think the Angels gave him an offer. I really don't. I don't think Trevor Bauer was in in even in the Angels' minds. And if if he was, it was not what Trevor Bauer wanted and that was fair. I think we we agreed with that. So, you know, like you know, the what is it, the three 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 bears or whatever that is, one's too warm, one's too cold, and then third one's just right. I think I think that's uh pretty close to what we're gonna be having here. I think that Garrett Cole was a little bit too warm. I think that Trevor Bauer was too cold and I think Max Scherzer is just right. See what I did there? Do so. you like that? I hope so. Yeah, I hope that's true. Um, and, and maybe we can – I wouldn't even mind seeing if he wants to bring his buddy Justin Verlander along. You know, give him pretty much the same deal, two years, 20, 25 million, 40, 40, 40 45 million for two years. And I, I think that gives the Angels a shot. Like that gives you two big game pitchers, two bulldogs. 
Um, and I'd be willing to take the risk on those two guys because they're proven and have been good and always have been good. 100%. Where we've been we've been taking chances on guys who haven't been who don't have the best track record. And so that's why I don't feel like it's as realistic as Buster only is making it sound. No, I do think the Angels are in for a big offseason. And I don't think we need to talk about the offseason that much anymore until the offseason actually happens, which I know is fairly close. And we're going to have some playoff talk to talk about with other teams and such like that. But yeah, Nate, any final thoughts before we let everybody go? No, um, just... Just remember in my uh, my 80 and 82, there's still a strong possibility of it. I don't think so, Nate. I think they're going to be closer to like a 75-win team. Off the record, it was 76, so I mean, I'm fine with it. Well, we'll see what happens. So, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you could, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it. Leave us a five-star review if you think we deserve it. You can follow myself on Twitter at Jared underscore Tims. You can follow Nate on Twitter at Nate Green 34 guys thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why i'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring podcasts on the blue wire network unified healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by energy enhancement system or ee system if you haven't heard of the ee system yet then you'll want to listen up This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.